Welcome to the Candid Conversation Show. I'm your host, Marilyn Fontaine, artist and creative coach for women who want success and income with ease. Welcome to the Candid Conversations. This is Marilyn Fontaine. This is episode 22, Diary of an Urban Healer, part three. The last of the trilogy of my story um, from Spiritual Seeker back to where I am here today. Well, the story continues to unfold, so we'll just make the story up until when I started to coach. So from um, teaching at adult education to working in a Bliss Creative Health Centre, with my clients, to where I am now. Um, so last week I spoke about the um, workshops, the goddess workshops, and assisting my mentor Anna Zyman, and doing that in my community. And this week I'm just going to cover um, finding my own identity, um, working with my coaching clients, relinquishing the beauty, and also introducing you know, bringing art, which I covered a bit last week anyway. But, um, so I get to about, about 40 years of age, 40, coming up to 42, 40, between 40 and 42 anyway. And I am getting tired of working and teaching. So I just con- concentrate on, um, like massage, doing a bit of massage, because I had the belief that if I didn't stop doing massage, I'd have no money and nobody really wanted coaching. So I really started to push my coaching business, um, but I still taught part-time. And I remember working in Kensington and Chelsea College. I became a course director, and I knew I didn't really want to do it, but I thought, oh, I can't, you know, um, I can't, I can't just make money on coaching as it's on its own. And I remember somebody's partner one time saying, oh, you can never just make money on your own massaging. I mean, nowadays, look at what's going on. But there was something, I don't know if you guys that are listening, there's a time when you know that what you're doing, you can do it full time, but you just need that break. And it's that feeling of, oh, I, I know I, I, I'm working and doing this other job, but I just want to do my own thing. And that's what I was feeling when I started to coach. I was like, I know, with massage and beauty, I knew it wasn't 100% the thing I really wanted to do forever. You know, it's not like, what am I doing like, as an older woman, a bit of massage, a bit of healing. But to really, you know, I have a, I have a um, Mercury and Leo, and Jupiter and Leo. So it's expansion, it's mind, it's out there. And so for me, it was really important that I, I wasn't just passively, I wasn't working with somebody who's passive. So you'll find with massage, the massage therapist does the massage, but the person's own healing takes over afterwards. But it happens on a cellular level as well as, a, you know, more than a conscious level. I wanted to work with both. I wanted to get to the, you know, the parts that I loved in teaching and troubleshooting. I wanted to be able to do that with my clients. Um, and this is why, even though I'm 
clairsentient and clairvoyant, I it's, it's not for me just to be a reader, because as much as you, sorry, noisy word, as much as for me, um, I love to tell people that you know what can happen. Everybody has free will, and so therefore their outcome can change any any moment. So a lot of really good readers are guides, and they can they they're aware of that, and they say, well, this would happen if you do this. But for me, I wanted to incorporate f- some of those tools in everything I did. So I still taught, which I loved. You know, there was a time when I was teaching personal development for women that had come out of prison, drugs or domestic violence. And we would also go into Holloway. And I loved that. I loved working with the prisoners in Holloway Prison. Um, I was able to teach counselling level one. Um, even though I'm not a qualified counsellor, but I was... I was drafted to do that. Um, I, I enjoyed that as well. That was something I enjoyed. But I just didn't like work, working for establishments. I just find the whole hierarchy and infrastructure of establishments just so, so destroying sometimes to the individuals that work there. And so um, because of people's personalities and unhealed traumas themselves. So... I just saw I was working and then I decided to leave all adult education, all teaching, and I was just going to go it on my own. And then a money, big crash money issue, I had to pay a massive bill. So that forced me having to go and work. So I used to travel and teach unemployed people to supplement my coaching business. And so that became the major thing because I started to paint and create artwork. And people was asking me, you know, can you do prints? Can you do this? So I would always meet people's demands in my business. I was very much a, if you want me to do this, I'll I'll meet your demands, which was good. Um, but where I'm now is, is, is from the inside out rather than what the demand is. And, you know, I, that's when I learned I could charge what I what I deserved with my artwork because it came from somewhere deep within. And it was my cousin Paul that was giving telling me, you know, this is how much you really need to think about your intellectual property, you know, the prints, the value that you're putting on all your training. So it was really good. And then I got a studio. I had an exhibition of the work I did over the years and I got an art studio. But what I was finding, I was working, teaching, to pay for the studio. I wasn't working and teaching because I wanted to. I worked to pay for the studio. So I was under pressure to commercially commercially create artwork, which is, again, a lovely lesson in production. But for me, it wasn't what I did my art for in the first place. So because I kept people-pleasing and meeting demand, as opposed to... um finding a product I love doing and putting it out. My makeup is doing what I love. And that's, you know, there's some people that they just want to create a business because they just want to make money and create a business and they want to meet a demand. And that's for them, but not for me personally. It it just, it worked for a while, but I always get that voice saying, I'm not happy, I'm not happy. And, and so, because it's not intrinsic. And... And this is why I often tell my clients as well, you know, it's nice doing something externally. If something is not intrinsic, it's not going to 
um, make you happy in the long run. But I was doing that. I was creating my artwork to a demand. I couldn't believe that it was just I was making money from doing something which is lovely. Again, that that old thought of not being good enough came up, and so um, did my exhibition, and then realised I was just getting really tired. But I was getting not only tired of running around, paying that for a studio, I was getting tired of working. Um, I was working for an organisation and then they changed hands. And at the time it worked for me. But this is a curveball in our stories all the time when we're going along the road and something happens and it's meant to happen. And it no longer became that nurturing place that supported me. Even when my dad passed, you know, that place supported me. It just didn't feel right anymore. So I just stopped teaching. And I said, I'm just going to do this. I had to give up my studio. I had no money. But I wasn't happy because I was working for these people. And it wasn't valuing me in the end. Um, and so I just said, I'm going to see my clients. I've got nothing to lose. If things go wrong, if they go bad, then I will have to deal with it. And I stopped my calendar as well. So I stopped a lot of things that I was doing because I was meeting a demand and I should be appreciative of. And I really took that leap of faith and said, I don't know how long this takes, I'm going to do it. And, you know, I remember it was at March, maybe 2018 or 17. It couldn't have been 17 because my dad passed in 17. So it was 2018. And I gave up the work and I just embarked on a... um, I think I must have embarked an advanced practice course at Mary Ward Centre. Yeah, I was still doing an advanced practice and was about to have an exhibition. And that year I did so many art events free, like showing up, travelling exhibitions, and I don't know where the money came from, but they would come and I started to see clients at a really low rate. And clients just started to come in. And for some reason I felt a peace. I felt a really beautiful peace. And then... My local authority asked to commission me to do some workshops um, and some creative art projects. I wanted to base it on my my artwork and I did a series of three-day workshops and that just changed the trajectory of how I dealt with everything. And my clients started to come through. I was getting people from Instagram and I hadn't got to where I am now. But it was really, it was my step in for me just working for myself and trusting and saying, I'm going to put everything into this. I'm going to show up. I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to do these, these different things. But you know what? I'm a, I'm a coach. I'm a coach and I'm an artist. And that is what I am. And I started to do the creative healing um, facilitators course like once or twice a year because I really wanted to show people how to do their own circles. So I got that accredited. But apart from that, that was once or twice a year, I was just doing my artwork, painting, putting on exhibitions, and just enjoying building my business. And my business was supporting me at a low rate, the low rate of the income, mind you. But it gave me, you know, 
gave me it gave me some confidence in myself that I could do it. And even though I was supporting myself on the lower end of the scale financially, I still could support myself. So at the time, I think I was making like £800 a month. But for me, it was like, I don't care. I'm happy working for myself. Um, so it was a big jump. You know, there was a couple of months where I made 1500 but it was no more than 1000 I think 1200 the most I would be making. Um, when I worked for that place, I would be making 1500 2000 but still not as much as I could be making, um, putting in all those hours. And I'm a projector. We meant to rest. And so things started to build momentum. I decided I wanted to offer once a year the cacao ceremony in December. I thought I would do it cheap. So many women came. It felt so good because at that time now, pardon me, I didn't need to make that money, which was really weird because when I was working for a company, pardon me, I was running up and down doing so many different things. I would grasp and try and make some money. I didn't need to, and then the money just started to come. And um, then the pandemic happened. And that's when I'd, I'd gone through certain situations personally with family and friends, and a lot of things changed, and I had a lot of space to myself because of the pandemic. Um, I was on my own, and so... I was able to look at um, what was going on in my life and look at what I really wanted to bring in. And that and it, and it brought me, because of the groups that was on Facebook at the time during the pandemic, it brought me in front of people like Susie Ashworth, the Life Coach School, um, the Black Coaches of Colour Collective. It brought me in front of those people that were making five, six figures and a million, six and seven figures doing what I'd been doing for the, f- the past years, a few years, as coaches, and they looked like me. I didn't know they existed. And so it made me dream bigger. And you know the story from then where I applied for funding and I, I, I started to do a group and I put my fees up to £80 as opposed to £50, which is nothing now, even still for a coach. But at the time, it gave me a bit of an income to get to the next step. And these are the steps that are really important, is the steps that you take. It's okay to charge less, but make that be for a little while. You're getting, in, you're getting data, you're getting experience, and then the next level and the next. And, you, you know, you must be comfortable where you are. But when I look at my journey from... You know, I still see the same person, even though I'm different. I've got a totally new identity. But in terms of my alignment with supporting people and creating experiences through my art and creativity, I see the person I was always... I I, I always felt I was this person. I didn't know how to bring her out into this world and feel brave and feel secure and be and stand in that place of being her. And so the journey of the last few years, I'll say the last decade, 
had was preparing me to do that and when I was in it I never I didn't think I could see the light at the end of the tunnel I always knew I would get there but then there was another part of me that was thinking it's just not going to be possible how is it going to happen how am I going to get to this place where everybody's telling me I, we can't do it things are hard you have a mortgage you're a black woman you're a woman of a certain age you know all the things that I, I should not have got to be I got that and then I was introduced to a world of people that were doing, had come from even worse backgrounds than I had or more challenging, doing things 10 times as much as I want, you know, 10 times better than where I was. And so the journey is really funny because I wanted to make it about the journey, the journey, all the wonderful things I encountered along the way. They were brilliant, don't get me wrong. And there was so much walk on parts, you know, through my own business, I found who I was as a woman, my sexuality, my confidence. However, I feel for me, the biggest takeaway coming to this place now, talking about my journey, is the fact that I never let, I never lost sight of my vision, of my knowing, and I kept coming back. I didn't care what it looked like. I just was in the moment and I, all those things that I did and I let go of, I felt compelled to do them. And sometimes I was like, why are you doing this? Not this again. Like, when are we going to arrive at this place? But you are. You, it's not that you arrive, it's that you become. And what I want to say to you is when is to leave you this part, is that feeling where you know you're at a a job that you just don't like or you've taken another contract or a job because you just want to support your business and you're saying to yourself I can't be doing this again I know somewhere inside of me there is that CEO that's that creative that's that artist that is that business owner that is there and I need to trust her and be her when you get that feeling and you you think that thought, that's when you say, this is when you say to her, how are we going to make decisions now? You engage her to start making the decisions for you. And this is what I did in 2018 when I said, I'm going to make sure that this art and this coaching business is the only thing I'm doing. I'm done with all the other stuff now. I'm done with it. I'm going to make this business work. I don't know how, but I'm going to make this business work. And if I have to get a lodger, I would do it, but I'm going to make this business work. Because I've made this company so much thousands of pounds and got them so much funding there's no way I couldn't do that for myself and I was seeing my students having successful businesses and things like that I did not want to be bitter which is the not self for my human design so I didn't want to do that so I started to make her take control and take the reins and she's the unapologetic part of me so I hope that you enjoyed this episode and next week I have a special guest um I'm going to be interviewing Mars Lloyd Mars Lloyd sorry 
say it right, Mars Lord, who's um, a coach um, from the UK, a jeweller and so many other things. So we'll be talking about being black coaches in the UK um, and working with high ticket, but also from a, you know, a client-centred approach um, and how we find it and, and various other things as well like reproductive justice and issues around women's rights, perhaps. Don't know where it's going to go, but I'm looking forward to it. And until then, bye for now. You want to be part of an incubator of some amazing creative women, then you need to join the highly capable creative one-to-one program with me. To join, you can just contact me at www.mjfontaine.co.uk and book a sales call with me to join this amazing six-month program where we get to work on your creative business. We also get to work clearing your blocks and also bringing that confidence up to 100 so you can stand in your agency and live your best life.